Hello, 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 and happy April to all of you out there in listener land. This is the Alika Hope and Change podcast. I'm Alika Hope, and I'm joined by my brother, Emil, also known as... Change. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Hi. Nice to hear you. How are you doing, sis? Good to hear you. Oh, I'm I'm doing really well. And because a listener uh, came up to me, actually, and said, your brother, he was in Colombia? And I was like you know, talking about how you, you got to retire at like 42 or whatever and yada, yada, yada. And I thought, and I said to that person, but he'll be back in the D.C. area next week. But no, he's not. So where are you this week, Emil, Brian? So it has been a, it has been a very interesting travel month. I understand that. <laughs> and I'm willing to own my we month of travel. Yes. Um, and it's, it was a little unusual, but I'm in Costa Rica, in uh, right outside of San Jose, in a place called Santa Ana. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And let me just say, for the record, that Emil just said it's unusual, but this listener pointed out to me, you know, he was in Hawaii, and he was in, I said, I know. So, unusual <laughs> is relative, because, you know, um, some of us traveling, like, to foreign places once every three years is unusual. I think that if you don't travel you know, less than uh, once every three months, that's unusual for you. So I will own I, that. And, and it's, <laughs> and we it's, love it. <laughs> it's a lifestyle choice, right? Oh, but, it's beautiful. Um, right. Well, uh, you know, I get, I get good news from different people, right? Yes. Get, you know, uh, shout out to Notani and Yasha, my children who are in yes. Omaha and LA uh, respectively. Mm. And the reason why I'm shouting them out is because they are incentive to travel too. So I will mm-hmm. end up with them at some time. Shout out to dad mm-hmm. right outside of Jackson, Mississippi. He's an incentive to travel. Uh, shout out to my mother and brother in Atlanta. Right. Yes. So just by virtue of visiting the people I love, shout out right. to you in Connecticut. Yes. I'm going to move around because I have to see my peoples. Well, can I also say, though, you mentioned dad and uh, people always ask, so wait, your brother's in Atlanta, your other brother's in D.C. And depending on where I was at any given time, this has happened when I lived in Texas. It happened when I was at Notre Dame. People always ask, like, well, you know, because they're used to being in families where everybody's in the same place. Right. Or at least on the same coast. Right. I said from day one, our dad raised us to be independent and loving at the same time. You know, and so I think like I look at when this person said your brother travels so much, I'm like, yeah. That's a given. And like, right. we were, like I said, simultaneously raised to be very close knit, but also to enjoy living in this world. And so uh, I shout out our dad again for, for instilling that love of freedom and independence in us and for us to be willing to take those chances. Um, well, you know, I mean, you know, you I, and I, we have this show, which is like our weekly chat. We catch up, yes. hang out because we do that before the show. We are texting each other all the time. Karim and I, we, you know, talk to each other all the time. He's texting all the time. So it's, it's mom, it, it doesn't matter where we are. We have technology mm-hmm. to link us together. And that's the we beauty do. of, but I can't go to places virtually. I have to, you know, especially after the pandemic, I'm like, right. I'm not hesitating because I don't know when my opportunities will don't. be taken Next away. Come. That's right. Oh, so, oh, be taken away. Yes. Right. True that. True so that. I'm always looking at things the Affirmatively, my opportunity right. to leave is now. I go now. Right. And, you know, because those opportunities may be cut off 
for any moment. something that we all could not expect. Exactly. And I think that, you know, your sister who is simultaneously extremely jealous and extremely proud of you because I'm able to hold those things in the same space and um, will be at some point, you know, coming along with you when her kids are grown before she has grandkids. So there's that like I'm, I'm looking for that little sweet spot where my kids like are grown and out of the house, but they haven't had their own kids yet. So um, shout out to my kids who are going to wait a couple few years to have kids so that their mom gets to travel the world for a few years. Um, Absolutely. I just want to shout that out publicly because that hey, is I'm, going to happen. I'm thanking Nyasha and Notani every day <laughs> for being patient. You know, Notani has ideas he wants to, by the way, if anybody has an applied mathematics PhD program that they're looking for a very uh, motivated uh, in oh. mechanical engineer to apply to, please uh, hit us at alikahopeandchange at gmail.com because my son is very interested in getting an applied mathematics degree, which was when I w was talking to them about grandchildren mm -hmm. when they were seven and nine mm -hmm. or 10 and 12. I said, because right, in our family, we talk about these things early. Yes, we, we do. do. We talk about these yep. things early. I said, please yep. get your PhD or be on the track to do something very established in your career field before you start your family. Mm -hmm. And both of my children have heard that. Mm -hmm. So, I'm super proud of them because that gives them the running start to parenthood that I didn't have with their mother because we started much younger, which of course we're celebrating today, but because you have freedom <laughs> was a struggle. <laughs> That's right. So it's all, it's all relative. Cause my couple of friends that had kids when they were like 20, 22, they're my age, their kids are grown and they've been living their life. And then they say to me, well, Lika, you got to do so many things before, you know, you were 29 and had right. your kids. And I'm like, you know what? It's, it's how whatever hands you're dealt is how you deal with them and how you look at it. Because looking at things is a choice, right? Perspective. And a matter of fact, speaking of that, today we're talking about celebratory changes because, well, first of all, my brother wanted to talk about the equinox, which I think is awesome. But also, we, we found out that another website has listed us as the Best Hope Podcast. And the, this is what they said. The best, this is from March 21st, by the way. They said, the best hope podcast from thousands of podcasts on the web and ranked by traffic, social media followers, domain authority, I don't know what that is, and freshness. We are number 13. 13! What? Yes, and it's on uh, feedspot.com. Feedspot.com. Yeah. So thank you. Shout out to feedspot.com. You guys rock for yeah. listening to, finding, discovering, and rating our little podcast. Thank you. I, I had no idea. And, and shout out to Brendan for every week. I like look at these numbers that he's gained people interacting with our page and it's great. Like, yeah, Brendan's like, shout out to him for Instagram and the Facebook fan page because I'm sure that helped with all that. Mm-hmm. Because I know he listens is, every this, week. So, are, yeah. You and I have been doing this for... Two three years. years? Two years? Not yet. Not yet three. Not yet three. Almost. Because we started in March. We, well, well, we started we started recording in like January, February, but we didn't actually release till August because of the pandemic. That's so right. So nobody actually heard us till International Day of Kindness. Right. Yeah. So, so we're so we're we're coming, you know, we're deep into our third year, but we haven't yes. quite celebrated three years yet. Correct. And here's what's really good. What's good? Like, A, we haven't run out of things to say, which is because- I don't think that'll both, happen. And we have you know, Jamie to help too. <laughs> and, you know, Jamie's like, I'm still love. Um, he's like, I'm quiet, but I'm not shy. Um, <laughs> Truth. Is that you? <laughs> Truth. <laughs> 
whoa. He's not okay. wrong. I, I just laughed. I right? just, he right. Uh-huh. So, so mm-hmm. here we are. And, and uh, you know, I just got some feedback from someone, um, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Great feedback. She sends me a note. She's like, hey, your podcast popped up. I, I was subscribed, but your podcast popped up. And the last one you did was awesome. And I said, thank you for the feedback. Please give us feedback uh, mm-hmm. on our, you know, Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. Lick Hope and Change. Or on our Facebook page, Lick Hope and Change. And um, the feedback that she gave me just reminded me that we do this because we enjoy it. Word. Like we're just having fun. Word. We're just having our normal conversation and we yes. throw topics at one another and hang out. And hope that we affect the world in a positive way too, right? Like hopefully somebody out there is touched by something that we say. I don't mean touched. I mean touched. Turched. <laughs> <laughs> they turched. <laughs> Anyone who grew up in a black church should know what that means. They turched. Exactly. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I digress. Yes, Emil, in a positive so, way. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, but that was the whole point was we wanted to add, you know, there's so much noise in the in the world that we yeah. said maybe a couple of voices that are pleasant, joyful, loving, and informative and stay yeah. in the positive. We don't gossip. We don't talk about things that don't really have an effect on lives. So hopefully the choices we've made, mm-hmm. right? You said choices earlier, mm-hmm. have been instrumental in a few people having smiles and uplifting their days. Because Emil said joyful, we're going to go to some Lawrence break in a second. Lawrence, be white music break. But hold on. I got to sing this um, first. Joyful, joyful, we adore the Alika Hope and Change podcast. We'll be right back. Interlude music by Lawrence V. White. We are back. Thank you, Lawrence, for that wonderful music. And we're going to start off talking about celebratory changes by talking about the equinox. Equinox? Equinox? That was a couple weeks ago? How yeah, do we, we say, say that equinox. word? You can say equinox. equinox. Okay. okay. Uh, I think equinox is the gym company <laughs> where they had those big workout gyms. Equinox. Oh, man. I have. I didn't know there was a company named Equinox mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There were some nice gyms back in the day. I don't know. If are they still around, Jamie? You ever heard of them? Do you know? I don't know if they're still No, I've, I don't even know what that is. I know Bowflex, okay. but I don't know Equinox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, I got to tell you a story. And he get, just dated he just himself. Me, Bowflex. And he showed himself well, as an infomercial watcher. I'm all ears. Whole, oh, yeah. Now, listen to this. So when I was in... when I was, uh, <laughs> Because when I was a child, the public school system wanted to skip me a grade. And uh, our parents said, no, she's not emotionally mature for that. She might be smart, but she needs to, you know, gain some uh, social social skills. And I, I agree. Now, thinking back, my parents said, oh, we're going to stick her in this private school where it's like, it was like um, hands-on learning where kids could be in the same room, but be at different levels, you know, academically. Um, called the Catlin Gable School. Shout out to them because they probably saved my life from going down a path of mm, hating school. And anyway, there were a lot of, I'd like to say for the record, I got a scholarship, but there were a lot of like the rich families of Portland, Oregon, that sent their kids to school there. And one of them, I guess I can say this now because this was like 35 years ago, one of them, her father was the founder of Bowflex. And I will never forget, ever, to this day, 35 years later, when he pulled up in the circle. You know, everyone pulls up in the circle to pick up their kids. And back in Oregon in the day, people had Volvos and stuff. He pulled up in his Lamborghini one day. This is like, right, you know those images that just stick in your mind three decades later? And the doors of his car 
opened upward and outward. Now, I know that's not a big deal now, but back then I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think that was my awakening to how rich people could be even back then. Because, you know, Portland was a bunch of hippie people. You didn't realize. That was uh, probably a Lamborghini Countach. That's the name. That's it. And I think it was yellow. I swear it was yellow. I see it in my mind. And the Calvin Gables circle and the door just open outwards because it wasn't usually her dad who picked her up. Uh And I'm just like. Oh my gosh. Still a classic hot rod supercar. Like the <laughs> the that car was on yes. more walls. Yeah. More people than I I mean, I had one on my wall. I, <laughs> I did too. Every boy I knew had one. <laughs> Lamborghini Kunta two thousand in um candy apple red. <laughs> See, it was well, just that it was just a car we all slobbered over and just so you were go. there when it like rolls up and you were I like, was there oh, when it rolled up and the, I'm oh. telling you all of that and I don't even know if I publicly even probably in 20 years told that story because that was how much money Bowflex made back in the day that's my story so there was a fight <laughs> before yeah. Twitter wars and before social media engagement there was a fight because we all watched the same infomercials as to whether <laughs> Solo was better than Bowflex. I don't know if you remember the Solo, but that was nope. the other system, Home Gym. And we were all like, no, Bowflex is better. Look, it's got the range. And then like, no, Solo's got it. But there's rubber band straps. It was crazy. Oh my we gosh. fought over which one of those was better on an infomercial. Now, I just looked it up. Bowflex was founded in 1986. So this had to have been like, yeah, that would make sense because it's probably like 88 or something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway, I'm tripping remember, right now. I remember those wars very vividly. I don't remember any of that because, you know, at Catlin, what they did a really good job was that you didn't know which kids were really, really rich and which weren't. Okay, until they said for spring break they were taking their private helicopter to Mount Hood or something. But, you know, like in general, <laughs> in the classroom, you had no idea because it was not, you know, the teachers were very good at making sure everybody was equal regardless of their intelligence and money or whatever. But, yeah, thinking back, I'm like, oh, dang. I went to school with some really rich people. Yeah. 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 Like uh, Nike, like, you know, anyway. <laughs> I I mean, I understand. Shout out to Mercer Island, Washington. I, yeah. well, I went to high school. I right. know the feeling. We were relatively, it's so funny because we, the three of us, we were not poor, but we were poor compared to the people around us. <laughs> right. Right. Our That's parents assured our educations by sending us to schools where it's true. You, if you did not dress a certain way, right. you didn't get ostracized. Right. You just were known. Like they, some kids were mean, but most of the kids were kind. It's just they were. that there was this level of kindness that was like, oh, so you can't right. afford three polo shirts right. at the same time. Just one. I don't know if you remember that, Jamie. I remember vividly we would have three polo shirts. I didn't wear three polo shirts because I couldn't afford three to wear at once. But the kids did. And they would wear like a white one, an orange one, and a yellow one. Collars up. And that oh my gosh, colors up mega cool. Izod, (laughs) which are still a thing. They are. It is still a thing. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting too, though, I will say, getting back to the equinox, though, um, at Catlin Gable School, we celebrated all kinds of holidays. Like we we made May Day polls and all these different things, and equinox was part of it. And so, Emil, since you brought this up, what is equinox, and what are some of the celebrations around the world? that people celebrate. We found an article about this. So what is it? So we, one of the things that I love about uh, being nerdy is Mm -hmm. that nature provides these 
moments where there's just awe. And you can just yep. stop and pause. And so the equinox is one of those moments where if you if you're paying attention, it's the change of seasons, right? From winter yep. to fall. So a spring fall spring equinox, and then there's a fall equinox. So it happens twice a year. Winter, and it's spring, the day hence equa where the day and the night are equal lengths. And, right? and that is the transition Ooh, from one season to another. In ancient times, mm-hmm. it was a cause for celebration all around the world because people were like, okay, we can start planting. The day and the night have now shifted where the night was longer and the day was shorter. Now the day is lo- becoming longer and the night is shorter. Yes. And so from way back in time immemorial, there were ways to celebrate this transition from winter to spring, this transition from nights being longer to days being longer, this transition from Mm. dormancy or death to rebirth life. So you can go back to uh, ancient Kemet, also known as Egypt, Rome, Mm -hmm. borrowed a lot of its traditions by way of Greece. It's called Navigium Isidis, right? Ancient. uh, And it is. Okay. The festival of the goddess known as Isis mm-hmm. um, and uh, or Aset is also the name in Kemetic. And in these festivities, people would pray. They would ensure the safety of seafarers who were going out to mm-hmm. fish uh, because spring was that time when they could go out and fish because the daytime was longer. So they could start going out further and further to get fish and uh, they would provide offerings to different priests and all the people who were, you know, wanting safety for people who were going away from home. So this phenomenon that nature provides has been yeah. celebrated for literally thousands of years. And I just thought it was fascinating, worth, worth our time to kind of chat about. Well, it is. And I think um, the when I was looking at the article that Emil sent me, by the way, it's from the SynergyCompany.com. So Pure Synergy is a company and they have this whole thing. Um, they have like health and wellness and stuff. And shout out to them for this article because the first uh, Equinox celebration they mentioned is the one that I've always, I want to go to India just for this. Um, the one where they, I think it's called, um, is it Holy or Holly? I'm having difficulties pronouncing words today, but it's H-O-L-I. And I've, I've watched it in movies and, you know, uh, like National Geographic specials over time. It's the one where they throw colored powder at each other with loud music and the drumming. Yes. Yeah. And oh, I haven't, yes. Yes. I haven't done that. And I'm, I, I, that is one of my goals to do. Number one, I love Indian food so much. As an almost lifelong vegetarian, India is one country where I know I could travel and actually eat. Because there's a lot of countries I know I wouldn't be able to eat. Um, and countries I've been to where I survived on French fries in the past. Anyway, <clears throat> um, but the throwing the colored powder, I mean, hello, and celebration. Are you with me, Emil? Can, can you know, go to my kids are grown. Can we go to India and, and celebrate it, please? I am so there with you, sis. Okay. Yes, we're going. All right. Does Jamie want to come too? Jamie, you want to come and throw powder? Sure. <laughs> get, get, yes. co- get, get colored and cover I do have that curiosity I do. and I want to eat street food in India too because some of the Amen street food that. looks so good like the just the oh, chapati I just yes I'm down so India we come in your way in a few years give me five ten years we there um, we're going to come right back and talk about some other festivals around equinox and celebratory changes we'll be right back Thank you. 
by Lawrence V. White. So, Emil, is there another one that you thought was interesting about the spring equinox? equinox? So, you know, a long time ago <laughs> yeah. in parts of the world where they said the new year starts on the beginning of spring and not the beginning of January, mm-hmm. they would celebrate that as not only the change over from season to season, but the beginning of the new year. So that's how they mark time, right? So there are these celebrations that mark time, um, you know, year over year, like, okay, we've entered into a new year, not just a new season. And so if you go to Thailand, where I have been before, um, but I didn't do it during the spring equinox, they have a a festival called Songkran. And Songkran is um, lots of water guns, water buckets, hoses, any way you can drench each other and just have fun uh-huh. for just have fun <laughs> getting wet because it's a water festival. They last for days. They go to nope. different monasteries, visiting elders, dance in the streets, loud music, and then drench each other with water. Love it. Love it. Songkran. Um, you know, you're so good at saying all these languages. Um, I mean, it's like every, you know, <clears throat> every time I, where are you? When I talk to him and he's in some country and he says the name so well in whatever language it is. Um, so we got Thai, Greek, Spanish, uh, Portuguese. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, this is great. I just want to comment on that. Because <laughs> you're like, Song Kong, and you say it with an accent that you, I'm like, are you now Thai? So, so my friend, oh, so, so my, I have Thai friends, of course. And, you have five uh, friends. That's good. They would say, they would say, you know, words and I'd be like, how do you say that? You know, and, uh, just, and I would learn just little things like that because I always, so, you know, yeah. Alika and Emil are not common names. They are not. People always mess it up. Always. And, yes. and that was, that is one reason why I try to be super respectful of others' languages. Cause I'm like, mm. please say my name the way it's intended to be pronounced, mm-hmm. I will return that respect. I will actually initiate that respect by asking, how do you like your name pronounced? You know, that's uh, this is a side. I, I don't want to go too far down this trail, but I do have to say this. Um, this whole debate people have about people's pronouns, it's funny because maybe it's because I've grown up with a name that's hard to pronounce. To me, it's just common sense to say, how do you want to be called? What what should I call you? And then that's it. Like I, the fact that we're having a whole debate over what people want to be called for their own selves, it just trips me up. And I think now that you just woke me up about that, it's like, because I spent so much time making sure people say my name right, I'm, I go mm-hmm. out of my way just like you to say their name right. So if I, if I look at someone and my mind thinks that they're a man, but they're like, I want, my pronoun is she, fine, I'm going to call you she. You're a human. That's what you want to be called. Let's go. Let's move on. You know what I'm saying? I've like, we've got respect for the individual. What? So I That's ask, it. I yes. just ask, I say, Ooh. hey, I, you know, if I see your name on paper and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, I'll just ask you, hey, I saw your name. You. I'm not sure yes. how to pronounce it. Can you help yes. me? Yes. It's, it's, a, it's just a level of basic respect. It hurts no one. And it hurts if no I, one. And Thank that's you. one of the reasons why, like, I'm doing these celebrations, why, why I ask you to do these celebrations, because I think. Mm-hmm. The more we learn about these little, little, these very human moments, right? These very human. human times yes. in life where everybody around the world celebrates the equinox. I don't care yes. where you are. Everybody does. Because right. for farmers, it means it's time to plant. For people in the city, hey, you can go hang out. In the, you know, it's more daylight, so you can hang well, out. For people, people all with, around the world. So and also I'm like, people, let's do it. Let me just add this one to that. People who have seasonal affective disorder and depression, for real, for real, for real. 
For when the real. time switches, getting more sun can be life, literally life changing for people who maybe have to use light boxes in the winter and stuff, right? It is very human to celebrate this time of year. So in that light. Yes. In that light. In that light. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> in that light. Yes. Which one of these celebrations caught your eye? Well, actually, one that I went to, I just realized I didn't go to the celebration, but I've been to the spot. So the Mexican pyramid celebrations, um, the ancient Mayans had an astonishing level of astronomical knowledge, which, yes. And I've been to those pyramids and they are beautiful. And I also went to some that are smaller in Belize, but the ones in Mexico, um, they're on full display at the archaeological site of um, Chichen Itza, every vernal equinox, and the temple of Cuculcan, also called the El Castillo Pyramid, is where thousands of people gather to see the sun serpent. And every equinox, the um, sun sets a shadow on the side of the pyramid that looks like an enormous snake. Now, I haven't, I wasn't there for that particular thing, but I've been to those pyramids and I'm thinking to myself, that would be so cool to see that snake. And the fact that the Mayans had this like brilliance to know when to do that blows my mind, blows my mind. Um, I, I'm, I'm yeah. here to tell you, uh, I've been to Chichen Itza too. And I'm, yeah. I, I was just stunned at how amazing you're like, y'all did not have cranes and you were building these giant pyramids. Y'all were smart. They were smart. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, yes. And yeah. I mean, this is the fact that they know all that. And uh, yeah, it blows my mind. Every time I see that, I'm like, how? So when you don't have television or radio, when you don't have mm-hmm, internet, mm-hmm. but you do have the night sky, mm-hmm, okay. right? it becomes mm-hmm. your entertainment. And first you're just mm-hmm. looking and the stars twinkle and you're like, oh, that's beautiful. But pretty soon you start to notice patterns. Hey, that star is not in the same place it was last night. That part. And pretty soon you start to see the procession of the stars. They were able to track, right? And mm-hmm. this is all observation, no telescopes. Someone's just laying yeah. on their back and right. they're literally learning the position of the stars. And yes. over time, that became a science, right? What we call astronomy is based on this basic observation from people who just went out every night for thousands of years and looked up. And they just started recording, this star is brighter than this star. And then they would name the star. And like uh, what most people don't know is most stars in the canon of named stars actually have Arabic names. About two-thirds of all stars that have names have Arabic names because People of people who spoke Arabic in many countries around the world, mm-hmm. Arab, Arabic was the language of science. And that science, uh, the science of observing the night sky, astronomy, was yeah. why those stars, they were the ones naming the stars. So they could track them and they would write uh, them down. And they, that is the beginning of so many types of science, just from looking up every night. Looking up. We should all just look up. Um, especially before AI takes over the sky, another episode possibility. But anyway, we should all look up while we can and see. And I think, you know, I know for my kids when they were little, I took them way out in the middle of nowhere to look up because unless you really go out, right, where it's dark everywhere, or like the beach, you don't actually see the night sky anymore because there's too much artificial light everywhere. Oh, street, you know, traffic lights, street lights, all that kind of stuff. And so make sure when you look up that you also, you listener, get a chance to go out far away from civilization, for lack of a better word, so that you can actually see how dark the night sky is and how it's actually easier to see those stars when the sky is pitch black. 
shout out to uh, my time in Bogota, where yeah. you're 8,800 feet above sea level. You're yes. above a lot of noise, light mm. noise, right? So mm. when you look up, the stars seem closer. It's weird. Um, I Makes love sense. that. And I, yeah, they, you're like, wait a second. Can I just reach one and grab it? So there's, you know, when you're out at sea, it's a different night sky than it is at altitude. Like, so looking up, which we mm -hmm. often don't do enough, these celebrations are reminders that there's time to just enjoy the phenomena nature provides. So everybody today, I'm going to close with a little joke slash song that I put together. But before I do that, I want to tell everybody out there to take a moment in the darkness, look up and be grateful for Equinox. And then during the day, enjoy the fact that we now have more light in this hemisphere anyway, that our days are longer. Get out there, get some fresh air. You know, if you work a nine to five, when 5 p.m. comes around, you can actually be outside in the light still. Well, <clears throat> those of you who are Aerosmith fans, I am a huge Aerosmith fanatic and not everyone knows this, but back in 1998, they released a song and it goes like this and I, and I changed the end word for you. I'll leave you with this. So it's, don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a spring. Thank you. Thank my you. sister Happy rocks. spring. Happy April. My sister rocks. We love you all. Have a nice week. Bye-bye now. <laughs> If you enjoyed what you heard today on Alika Hope and Change, please head over to iTunes to rate the show and leave a review. It's really the best way for you to show your support for the show. And bonus, it costs you zero dollars. Join the conversation on Instagram, share this episode with your friends on social media, or just tell others by word of mouth. Thank you and keep sharing hope and change.